first off, I want to say rest in peace to Cagney Carter, um, who recently committed suicide. I know what a lot of people are going to say, because I saw my homegirl, Gracie, Gracie, you know, squirt, say, you know, ladies, get out. <laughs> Before you kill yourself and go crazy or some shit. A person that has mental health issues have mental health issues before they got in porn. And trust and believe this business has its stresses, it has its hang ups, it has its headaches, it has its problems. It have all of this. No different than any other job you may have. So please don't sit here and think because this this lady killed herself. Unfortunately, that it had to do with the dope film or what have you. There's many factors to a person committing suicide. Or, I mean, it, I don't give a damn if this ends up on YouTube. I'm going to say it. That I don't make money with YouTube. No way. But it's sad when one of ours needs this earth. And it's even worse by, you know, off of themselves. So I want to send a rest in peace, thoughts and prayers to her family. Um, what I've read, because I never met her, that they said she was, despite the fact of her hangups, she always showed it with a positive attitude. And this is just a lesson to people to let you know that you never know what someone's going through. And like my man, Dallas Stroke said, check on your strong friends. Because the ones you think is strong is going through something. So with that being said, welcome to the Smokers Lounge. And welcome to the Smoke is Over episode. Sponsored by BlushErotica.com as well as EroticismMagazine.com. You know I am. I'm counting off seven champ, aka the born rap star. Find all my links with one link. All my links.com backslash born rap star. Also, yo people, you got two ways to subscribe to my subscription base side of the Smokers Lounge. For you people on Spotify, you can just hit the link in the subscription and you see you get to check out. Exclusive episode that I will drop only on Spotify, one of them being the Savage Smoke Sessions where I talk to the industry's top male talent and we really give you an honest look at the business. No sugar coating, no bullshit. Four ninety nine a month. And for my more risque, more candid, more unpredictable, the titties come out, but dildos might just pop out. You don't know unless you subscribe. You need to go to Loyal Fans. Link in the description. I'm talking about the premium smoke room. Five premium podcasts for you to enjoy. And I and, and trust me, it's worth it. And on top of that, in the video side, video store side, you can check out some of my porn. So also, five days out of the week in the morning, go to full, fullswapradio.com and um check me out. As well as on SkyHighAppleDarkTV.com as well as the BGP LLC app. So, today, interesting day. That's all I can say. Interesting day. And it's funny because my daughter caught some tree. And the guy, she caught the phone, dropped it off. Which, now he's going to become a, one of my list, my road decks a week and next. And he was, you know, he handed me the bag and he was like, yo, you ain't going to smell it. I said, dude, just from holding it, I already know it's something. So as we are sitting here, we are smoking it as we speak. My daughter know what it is. I love her. So there you go. So what are we talking about today, people? Because yesterday I tried to do a little video episode on Riverside. And trust me, I'm not dropping that shit. I was very disappointed in myself. Um, maybe because my head wasn't in it. I just did an interview prior to that 
with the sexy Ashley Ace. And um, her premium smoke room episode is coming because I got them going into May. And May is shaping up to be a smoking month in the premium smoke room for the premium smoke room podcast. You feel what I'm saying? For the premium smoke podcast, excuse me. And stuff. And, and like I said, also things that I'm trying to plan out to do and things I got coming. So y'all need to stay tuned, you know, and, and uh, just so much shit. So anyway, now I was listening to Joe Button podcast, but actually not even that. I, I, let's go back. Let's go a day back. I wake up and it's Tuesday morning. My Tuesday morning, I turn on See the Thing Is. See, it's two podcasts that I definitely listen to the most. See the Thing Is, Mandy B and Kendrick Kelly, and Joe Button, his podcast. Because I both look up to both podcasters, you know, period, and what they've done and accomplished in the business. Well, Mandy B and them announced that they are parting ways. And they posted a thing on Instagram saying that they um was giving it up. Now, Joe Button, of course, I knew he was going to say something. And he did what I was predictable. He said, and he was right. Y'all can't escape it, regardless that he kind of helped create it. And, and um, I guess he was friends with him or frenemies or whatever you want to call it. Because the way these celebrities is nowadays and these podcasters in their hip hop space, they lasted two years. They banged for two years. They had my attention for two years. It's going to be weird not to hear them. But I did notice towards the end, the last three episodes were very intriguing. Now, funny, my man Danny ain't never said nothing about it. But from the start, surprised he didn't catch that. Because one episode you had Bridget by herself. Now, granted, it was around the time when I think um, Mandy went to the ABNs. I don't know when they supposed to be recording these things, right? Then there was an episode with both Mandy and Bridget. Then there was the episode, the last episode was just Mandy. Find that kind of peculiar because the last three episodes was weird to me because two of them, one wasn't there and the last one, the other one was there and they did one that was together. And I just listen for the most part. I don't see and try to dissect these podcasts, what their personality was, or what have you. But I find it peculiar that those three episodes went down like that, and then they announced they're not doing it. And then Joe and them read the post. And the post stated that they wanted to go on to, I guess, Greener Patches. And... And creative differences. The term creative differences came up in the converse, in the post. So you know they tell me they were bumping heads. Now, whether they were bumping heads about they just say the direction of the show, they bumping heads to where they want to take the show. <clears throat> the direction and take is different. Take means, okay, I want to take it over here. <clears throat> you know, the, the direction is, yo, I want to do this, this, and the third. Because when I say I take it over here, I want I want to do a little more talking on this. I want to do a little bit more talking on that. I want to do a little bit more talking on that. And I listened to the little bit of the last episode. And she said she would get to the point she would talk to a therapist. It was Mandy, of course. And she was saying that why am I talking about these people? Why am I caring about this and I'm doing this? So the truth be told is Mandy didn't hit well, I mean, podcast of fatigue. 
and one had to go. And the reason why she probably went with that because let's keep it 100. Horrible decision is making her money. The reason why? Because the tools. And merchandise. Plus, Mandy herself is blowing up. She's doing a lot more. She's becoming more of a media face. She's more out there than Dan Weezy. She's more out there than Bridget. Mandy actually came out of this podcast experiment looking like the bigger star. So, the reason why I say that, because just just look at it. I mean, we see Mandy a lot. Don't see Bridget as much. Nothing against Bridget. Bridget. But I just think what ended up happening was Mandy was going in a different direction than what the podcast. And now, will her and Weezy break up the horrible decisions? Time will tell. Because I do remember interviews where they say they sometimes do not get along. And see, the thing about these podcasts also is that these top podcasts, they got to spend money. Because these guys have staff, they have equipment, they got studios, or they, you, you know, it's not as simple as what I'm doing. My shit's low cost as fuck. I ain't gonna lie to you. But the reason why, because uh, once I make more money, then it'll be upgraded. And hell, I'm doing pretty good because I got nominated for ABN. And to be honest with you, what's crazy is that the reason why those podcasts do that because they're trying to get the big dollars because they want the aesthetic. I want you to think about that. If you look at the hip-hop genre podcast, right? And for my porn people, think about the podcast that was nominated for ABN. How many of them have the in-studio look? Majority of them are remote, like me. With maybe some in-person here and there. But see, but they had to do that because for them to get the millions, they had to look like money. But the problem is, when you get them advertised dollars, just because you got numbers don't mean them numbers is going to equal sales for those advertisers. And I must credit Ice or JJVP saying this, and the other side of the spectrum, the advertisers didn't got your fan base, so they don't need you anymore. So, when you think about it, yeah, Baby Girl got full court studio, but you got to think how much money it takes to run full court studio. If you ain't got nobody coming in to use that damn studio, which I'm pretty sure she got people coming in because New York is flooded, is to me, the podcast capital. But trust me, when I Google podcasts from North Carolina, only two came up, and I was one of them. So there you go. <laughs> but see, that ain't the only kicker about this. There's not much money in podcasting. See, I'm going to tell you what's funny. People look at the top of the food chain and think that it's plenty of meat to eat. No, it's not. For podcasts like mine and many others, this is more of a labor of love. It's, we enjoy doing it. It ain't much money with it. We're trying to find a way to monetize it to where it makes more money. That's the purpose of me having premium smoke room. That's the reason why I got the ladies, you know, 
showing a little bit titties, and we have a good conversation and have fun. Howard Stern style. But it's a way to monetize my podcast because I'm not going to get the big advertising. I'm lucky to get the two smarts that I got. Because even to the crazy part was like, I was saying for the longest, you know, I am part of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. And I went to go look up GW District. It's not up. At least world's not up. So the landscape changes, but it's still the same. You have to enjoy doing this to continue. A lot of these cats either get tired, fatigued with podcasting, uninterested because not making enough money, or they got lucky in podcasting was a stepping stone to get them to the next level. And it's funny that, see that's why I love listening to the Joe because he be predicting some shit. Y'all, y'all need to go ahead and call him Button Damas. <laughs> Button Damas. Y'all need to go ahead and call him that. Because the reason why, because he be calling that shit down the line now. I ain't gonna front. But like I said, it makes sense for Mandy to move on. I mean, like I said, I'm curious to see what happened to Oracle Decisions. Um, now, I know the patron, he's going to probably go more in depth. But it makes me wonder, is the women-led podcast are the ones that are going to be kind of breaking up and falling? Because when I think about the men podcast, I don't think they're going to, I don't see no breakups. Because they already got the monies and they got the fan base. But like I said, when it comes to the advertisers and and stuff of that nature, it ain't going to be the same. Trust and believe. Yeah, the landscape is changing. I heard that Google podcast is closing. You know? But Good Pod is picking right up. Shout out to Good Pod. So it just, to me, I just think that, excuse me, that um, it's a learning. I learned the podcast game from watching them, but it's not that I'm watching them and seeing what I have to do is the business side of it. Because like I said, the reason why some of these podcasts is shutting down because them motherfuckers that operating costs and for the look they're trying to present, they can't run with it. <laughs> Trust and believe. So I'm curious to see what Manny B got coming next. I'm curious to see what Bridget Kelly got coming next. You know, I'm going to miss listening to see the thing is. Trust believe. So I guess I pick up more listeners of Pure Minds because I love you some Lex P. Please don't break up. But I, I really love you, Adrian. Please, please don't break up. So, well, um, it's crazy how Shannon Sharp went from being a Hall of Fame tight end to right now, probably the hottest thing when it comes to media. Now, will now I, I hope people y'all realize he's gonna tape off at some point, not fall off, but tape off, meaning that he's just gonna get back to being, you know, you ain't gonna see too many more million views unless you get certain individuals that's gonna really give it up. But I find it interesting with. I start with Shannon Sharp on this one. He became the rub for the comedians. Because I just find it funny. I was just listening to Corey Holcomb, right? And I was listening to his boy. God, I can't figure his The fuck is his damn name? Wait a second. I'm going to go to look because I have to. I actually begin to like this light-skinned ass nigga. And 
don't want y'all. I don't want y'all to judge me because, like I said, I know Corey Hogan. He talks shit. He talks shit. Craig, 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 Craig. This name, this name, Craig, Craig. All right. They would see the shots and make it fun of Sandy Shaw. Now, you had Mike Evans that did it. You had um, who else? Um, God dang it. Mike Epps, Eddie Griffin, Corey Holcomb being saying his piece, and no telling whatever comedians. And, you know, Saturday Night Live they did a parody of them. And I know he feels I, I know he feels like why these motherfuckers coming at me, but what he don't get is that means you the king. That means you the man. Excuse me. Thank you, baby. You the man. You are the rug. If I say your name, the algorithm gonna pop. Other cats is gonna make little clips and 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 do YouTube videos of what I said about Shannon Sharp. And I might get Shannon Sharp to say something about me. And it was funny because Eddie Griffin apologized. Now, do I think they should be saying shit about him being gay at this, that, and the third? Oh, man. Good night. We in a, we in a, 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 I guess, a generation, even with us old heads, um, <laughs> it's just funny. They said that nigga is sassy. Come on, man. But anyway, we're in a very, very sensitive era, and people are sensitive. I mean, I think it was me. I probably would have laughed it off that he would say I was gay. But then again, for some apparent reason, because he had a gay stylist that, and he was wearing tight clothes, that that was toning him to be gay. And so many layers that you can tap into this. You can go with the, when a black man blows up, they got to say he's gay. Black man blows up, they got to find a chicken arm. They got to say something about him. They got to, and a lot of that is true. But see, the thing about it is, what's crazy is, I haven't seen one white comedian say anything about his ass. And many of these comedians' career, I guarantee you, has now kind of picked back up. Cat Williams has not only got his own tour, but he's about to go on tour, possibly with Nicki Minaj. Monique is on tour with him, and I think she got another Netflix special or something coming up. I don't know. It's that, it's, and I got to give it to him. He's keeping with the comedians. He had Desi Banks on there, and and he's doing, um, I mean, Shannon Kidney, dog. And to me, whether it's he owns it, he works for someone, whatever, I, it, motherfucker, he's doing it. And he's inspirational because, one, he's older than me. He's from North Carolina. He's from South Carolina. And on top of that, he retired from one career, jumped from that career, to, and look what he done done. Think, I was doing porn. Now I'm a podcaster. What better affirmation than you get a million views and counting with two interviews? And I'm pretty sure the other interviews are pretty high. They're not in the millions, but probably doing pretty good. But the man ain't gay, man. 
<laughs> man, it ain't gay, man. It, 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 it. And see, you want to know the reason why him and when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike Epps, like he kind of, you know, stepped it back with Mike Epps and vice versa. Because ESPN told him, motherfucker, <laughs> ah, you better make that right. But, but, you better make that right, bro. You better make that right, bro. <laughs> Shit. You want ESPN now, motherfucker. Fox don't give a fuck. So. It's good to see that both him and Skip is flourishing, so there you go. So I think it was something else I wanted to ask the Shannon. Oh, yeah, the drink champ shit. And I heard about Benzino. And uh, seeing a little clip from it, everything. And it's crazy because I hear him talk about his daughter. And then you got Monique on the other spectrum what's going on with her. So. You know, I'm a totality person, right? And when you chasing the entertainment business, it's hard to be able to have balance for family and the business. It's hard. And I get that there's sacrifices that are made for you to chase that bag and chase that money. And people don't realize that for these men and women who go out here be rappers, singers, porn stars, anything that entertain you, sometimes it's a family that they leave behind to go get that. See, that's the reason why I do the podcast. Because on the porn end, because that's what y'all love hearing me talk about. On the porn end, yeah, some of these girls got, got kids. I used to sit back and watch some of the girls that was escorting and they were doing porn and they go on tour. They gone for like a month. They on the phone with their babies. You feel what I'm saying? With the grandmoms and stuff like that. You know. It's a cost to be the boss. It's a cost of running your own business. It's a cost to chasing a dream. But see, at the same token, You may not be able to give the child as much time or or what have you, but what you can do is let the ch- the child know that you love them and and they just cut they just cut through the bullshit. No matter how hard you chase, you still can make time for your kids. You can still make time for whomever. It's just some people get more Distracted by the money that they're making, the, the it's the um, the look that they get, the 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 admiration that they get, the pat on the back, you know, all that shit. I mean, think about the pro wrestlers like Ric Flair. Ric Flair said it. He 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 got home one time and said, "Fuck it, I can't I can't do this shit." And left with the Grand Bantam house, you know. Period. He loved being on the road. Sometimes people love the business more than they love their family. But then it's a price that is paid because if you don't have a relationship with the child, it's going to backfire. 
Because, yeah, I will agree with Corey Holcomb on this end. Yeah, the mama do. They do have a hand in shaping their view of the father. I want you to think about that. That is true. So it's like if we're not there to try to shape that image, because the only thing we can do for a woman is teach her how to respect a man. And what a real man looks like and what a man posed to do and how a man posed to love a woman because the way that he treats the mother, the way they interact with the mother, the child is not stupid. They they know when their mom is full of shit, trust me. When they see mama is full of shit, guess what? Now they look at dad. And if dad's full of shit, then they're going to go back to mom. You know, be honest with you, I know that the time that I missed, and I'm blessed to get that, not get the time back, but I'm, to be able to be around my daughters in their adult years gives me opportunity to get to know them as adults. You know, I missed their childhood for the most part. See, not everybody get that chance, but here's the point. You kind of got to earn that chance. They might be mad at first, I'm pretty sure, but if they see you sincere, they give you the opportunity because they want to get to know their parent. But see, the thing about it is you have to be humble. Once again, you the parent. You can't go on stage like my he can say, fuck that nigga. <laughs> I was like, damn. Um, damn, that's... My dad never said that shit. <laughs> and we done had it. He... he, he he never said, man, fuck that nigga to another one when he came to me out of this bitch. He might have told me, fuck you, you know, in the midst of an argument me and him had, God bless the dead. But he ain't never said that shit. But I digress. Teach his own. I mean, who am I the fucking judge? <laughs> but the point being is that now you see why these celebrity kids are fucked up. Because mom and dad is on the fucking road. Trust and believe, as much as we, we sit here and talk about, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce, trust me, Blue Ivy, she might be, come on, it's a toll that's taken. She may not have a regular childhood, per se. That's why I say, When we sit here and we trash, sometimes I'll be like, do you sit down and really think and play the devil's advocate? Now, if you asking me, as if you asking me, do I think Monique is out of fucking line for sure? With Benzino going back and forth with Cora Ray, is that out of line for sure? As a parent, it's okay to be proud of your child from afar. Any issue with your child? Why do I want to? Why do I want the world to know me and my daughters at odd? Honestly, and see what's so crazy with the Monique shit. <laughs> she posted text messages with three years ago. I was like, three years ago. Yes. If if it was a court of, uh, of law, you 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 don't you're not looking good. You're not looking good, ma'am. <laughs> the defendant is not looking good. No, not looking good at all. That's <laughs> guilty than the motherfucker. But like I said, is 
Parents is in the spotlight. Parents that are chasing dreams. Parents that are business owners. Parents who are entrepreneurs. Parents that work from nine to five. We have to find the balance of the chase and family. That's why I always ask the question in my show. How do you balance it? You got a couple over here that got kids. They doing porn. How do you balance y'all spending time with each other and at the same time with the kids and at the same time chasing them? So. Ah. See, I be wondering sometimes what the fuck I'm going to talk about when I walk on, when I come when I do these episodes. I have no clue, but somehow, some way, I come up with damn near how I work for shit. So, I find it interesting about the country music conversation with Beyonce, speaking about Beyonce. And, like I told you, I look at everything at every angle, every thought. Understand, I was a huge fan of Bo Duke and the Dukes of Hazzard. I used to watch this shit every Friday night. <laughs> every Friday night, dog. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And what he said okay, unpopular opinion. I don't think what he said really was a race thing. It was a country boy thing. Now I know some of y'all black folk will be like, what the fuck? If he were black, he would have said the same thing. It's no guarantee. If he was a black old, good old country boy, man, man she's going to be just like a dog, man. She's trying to piss on all the goddamn things. She's trying to come over here. She's trying to come over there. I mean, that, that, you know, that, that what she trying to do. Little cut came from a white dude's mouth. It's racist. And see, people, y'all gotta realize that. Yeah, I get that the white folk stole country music. They stole rock and roll. <laughs> they stole people. They stole the cotton gin from us, okay? I don't need to say any more. <laughs> they stole the cotton gin, the thing that made slavery last much longer than what it was anticipated, but I don't want to go into that history lesson for you people here in Black History Month. Smoke that over. I listen to both tracks, and they are fire. I ain't gonna cry. I actually like the shits. But see, you gotta understand that with the country music, this ain't hip-hop. They are very particular about their country fucking music. It ain't just about the music. It's about the if you authentic. If, if you feel it. If this is you, it's a lifestyle like hip-hop. And the only difference between hip-hop and country music is they, they will embrace black folk, but they want to see that you country. And what I mean by is the sound, the 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 lingo, the 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 cadence, the the type, what we call it. See, if Beyonce was smart, you take one of those old famous country songs and you kill it. You don't put this Beyonce spin on it. No, you do Beyonce on that shit. I don't know. I'm trying to think of which one it would be. One of the hottest ones from one of the females. And I'm talking about old school. Let's go Grand Ole Opry. I wait for somebody to say, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do a bluegrass album. Shit. <laughs> Let's do a bluegrass album, nigga. <laughs> I'm a man of constant sorrow. She troubled all my days. <laughs> No, seriously. And of course, it they're gonna be resistant to it because like I said, it is a they're not like hip hop. This and 
they're very particular about country music. They're very protective of it. They think, okay, let's just keep it 100. They're mostly Republicans. <laughs> it's a very conservative, conservative music genre. Come on, they read, I, I heard a country music rendition of Jenny Juice. Now, I heard that K. Michelle was doing it. It was like, of course, it seemed like no one bitching about K. Michelle. But K. Michelle come from that background. K. Michelle knows some of those artists. And she's not Beyonce. <laughs> she's not Beyonce. See, because she's the big one. It's K. Michelle is okay. We ain't worried about K. Michelle. She ain't she ain't much of a threat. Beyonce's a threat. <laughs> Cause her base by itself and then the country folk depend upon what radio station it is or its own. Plus, this might be the thing that gives that damn Grammy she asked for. I heard people say, well, white people, we, we embrace white people in hip-hop and, and all that good stuff and everything. Well, I hate to say it, won't Rick Rubin, one of the founding members of Def Jam Run DMC. Um, Hip hop was made in New York. There was white people in New York that grew up around black folk. Actually, if I'm correct, you had every type of uh, color of the spectrum of human being in New York. See, To me, when I grew up loving hip-hop, it was about the music. It ain't about the color. It ain't about whatever. It was about the music. I love... Dude, I sit here and would listen to motherfucking mariachi music, dog. Tiger Del Norte. Stop playing. I love the mariachi. You know what I'm saying? I, shit, I love Bad Bunny. The reggaeton. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh shit here. I, reggae, Calypso, Go Go, shit, Afro Beats. Hell, it's some. There's artists over in South, over in Africa, rap wise, that I'm motherfucking like loving. But see, just a shout out one, Magalore, Doughboy. Yeah, y'all need to check him out. Yeah. But to me, it's kind of like music was in my soul anyway, so. Yeah, my, my mama used to sing in the choir, my granddad sang. You know, I had cousins up in New Jersey that rap. My nephew, I have a nephew that rap, so both nephews actually. <laughs> Damn, I forgot where I was going with all this. But with Beyonce, like I said before, it's just people gotta realize not every genre going to be as welcoming. And What's wrong with Beyonce having to earn her spot in country music? See, that's, see, see, let's really talk. I might clip this up. Let's really talk. What's wrong with her having to earn her way into country music? Yeah, we know she's Beyonce, but we know she's Beyonce because of what, R&B? We haven't really heard her sing country. See, once again, Lil Nas X got accepted when Billy Ray Cyrus spoke up for him. You feel what I'm saying? They, they're just facts. 
Because you got to realize a lot of these country music singers, they actually go and perform in the same fucking spots. They came up the same fucking way. So they're looking at it as, yes, we know you're a great performer. Yes, we know you're great entertainment, but you didn't come up the way that we came up. That's the reason why. So what's wrong with her earning it? I don't see the problem. Shit. Seems like she earned it to me with goddamn, uh, what is it, 16 carriages? 19 carriages, wherever they are. Man. See, the problem is because it's a certain celebrity that want to switch genres, we feel that it should already, already get embraced by that genre because of who the fuck they are. No, sometimes if you switch genres, you got to earn it. You got to realize something. Darius Rucker went from rock and roll to country. He still had to earn the respect of the country singers. Post Malone had to earn the respect of the country singers for a top country artist to hit this motherfucker up and say, man, we doing that country album, dog. Well, he, he jumping from, from genre to genre. But you missed the point. Post Malone earned it because technically he was around these motherfuckers. He done been in the studio playing with them. He just didn't show up and say, hey, here's a country song. Everyone that got in the country earned their fucking spot. See, I come from the generation, I remember Charlie Pride. He was the main black country singer that was on um, Yeehaw. Y'all go look him up, Charlie Pride. So understand this, it's, to me also, I would love to see if Beyonce gonna do this country song, be this country thing, okay, take one of the black country, old school black country singers, one of their songs, and do it to pay homage. And yes, there are black people in country music. I just don't know the names of them. Sorry, because I don't follow country music. I'm still trying to figure out if there any rock and roll bands around here in, in 2024. What the fuck? I don't hear rock and roll no damn more. And I grew up with that. So it's kind of like, to me, I think sometimes we are expect we expect things to be given. Given to us. Hand it to us because of who we are, what we are. It's a different game. Jay-Z might be the fucking man, but he, he ain't got shit to say to them country boys. Man, fuck that goddamn Jay-Z. Shit. Fuck that nigga. Fuck that motherfucker. Trust and believe. So... I just think it's just interesting when you hear people talk because I automatically go to the race. But sometimes I try to I try to look in a different direction that most podcasters don't look into or look at it in a different way that most podcasters don't look at it. Because I grew up in the South. I grew up in North Carolina. My granddaddy used to listen to country music. My granddaddy's favorite artist was Johnny Cash. Trust and believe. We used to watch Yeehaw. That's how I knew about it. The one of the guys that had the 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 guitar with the, the American flag and shit. They had the little jokes. Grandpa and grandma. I knew about the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> so understand. Country music, rock is disappeared. Country music is the only music that predestined 1940 that is still alive and well in mainstream. 
not jazz, not rock and roll. I want you to think about that for a second. Smoke that over. Because I dare anybody, and I and I and, and I might put it as a question. Can you name any rock bands in 2024? Once I can check them out, because I, I kind of went as a rock and roll, because I'm a Red Hot Chili Pepper fan, ACDC fan, Def Leppard, uh, Aerosmith, um, got that, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's so many that I fucking, See, it's funny as hell. I had them on the tip of my tongue, but yeah, but Van Halen. Come on now. So it's just the point that when you go to another genre and with country, like I said before, is the only genre like is is the only genre that steals around like that. You know, period. And even when they, they have their own fucking CMA. Come on. Before we had a hip-hop award, they had a country music award. Stop. And trust me, there was no R&B artist nominated for shit or rapper. And don't get it twisted. Some of the country songs had rapping in it. <laughs> they pride themselves on still being the most authentic genre of music in the game. They probably said to be authentic. So yeah, Beyonce got to earn it. And I ain't mad at it. And do I think she earned it? So far, yeah. And if this is a prerequisite what the album going to sound like, I'm looking forward to it. So I think I talked to y'all long enough. I know y'all like, he had a long fucking pause out of this bitch. Damn. Yeah, I've been smoking. There you go. So, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over.